Welcome to the Alchemy of Business Show with your host, Steve Rogers. The Alchemy of Business Show is a podcast that mixes practical, actionable business solutions with soulful insights for anyone seeking deeper meaning in their lives and greater success in their work. Steve will be featuring purpose-driven leaders from all walks of life and getting insight into their journeys from failures to triumphs. So tune in to Transition, Transform, and Evolve in every dimension of your business and life. And now your host of the Alchemy of Business show, Steve Rogers. Well, actually, my name is Joshua T. Berglund, and I'm very, very honored today to be the guest host of the Steve Rogers <laughs> broadcast, which is called The Alchemy of Business. And you guys are in for an absolute treat. Um, I am so honored with this being the very first broadcast um, to be hosting the origin story of The Alchemy of Business show. Uh, this is going to be absolutely fantastic. I got to tell you, um, I'm very, very inspired by everything that I've learned about Steve over the years. And, you know, to, for somebody that's been so successful in business to, to, to see that success and know that it's not enough or it's just it's not everything uh, to me is something that inspires me because, you know, what good is it in life if you're only successful in one area? Sure, it's great to have a successful business, but if your family life is struggling, what good is it really if, if your, your health is, is poor? How great is your success really? And everything that I've learned about Steve is really represents to him, to me, it represents what success looks like in all areas of your life. And so if you're looking for a full spectrum of success in your life, then this is the show for you. You guys are in for an absolute treat. Look, it's not just so much about the success of his books, uh, the success of his businesses, the success of, of, of his family life. It's all of it. It's everything. You're going to learn so much here. And ladies and gentlemen, you are in for such a treat. And, 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 and the inspiration, the wisdom from not just his guests, but Steve himself, this is a blessing. And we are honored to have you here. And it is my honor to introduce to you the one, the only, Mr. Steve Rogers and your host of the Alchemy of Business, Steve Rogers. What's up, Steve? Hey there, Joshua. Good to see you, and thank you for uh, that great introduction, and thanks for being my host, co-host on my show today. This is cool. <laughs> I, I'm honored, and I, I I do appreciate the opportunity very much. Well, thank you for that, and the uh, one and only Steve Rogers. I get, definitely am my own unique person, but I realized as I was growing up with the name Rogers, I had Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, all the, the jokes with the sweaters in the neighborhood, and then it was cooler when I got to become a, a, a younger man, and I realized that they were redoing the Captain America movies, and he's Steve Rogers. I was like, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll do Captain America. Not that Mr. Rogers is bad, but hey, Captain America, a little bit more cool, so I'll, I'll be the other unique Steve Rogers. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. I didn't even think about that when I said the one and only Steve Rogers, but when it comes to this show and it comes to your life and the stories that you're going to not only help share, but your own story that people will get to know, um, you are going to be the one and only Steve Rogers to a lot of people around the world. So 
well, I stand by what I said. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for getting this show on the road. Yes, we do have a lot of exciting shows coming ahead, but you and I were talking the other day and you've been helping me on some other production things. And I'm going to be on the 360 E360 TV network you also consult for and some of your other work that you've been doing. And I said, hey, it would be kind of cool to do this as an intro and then have that before I do my first guest. And you said, here's what we could do. Here's how we're doing it. So here we are. So we're, we're making this happen. Uh, and I appreciate you uh, being the guide. So I'm going to let you uh, take this thing and run with it. And I will be your best guest I can possibly be. Well, before I get into, like, I have so many different questions and there's so many different directions we can go, but why a talk show? Yeah, that's a good question. It was one of those things that just became an evolution and it became something I felt like called to do. One of my taglines on my business, Alchemy Advisors, is helping people transition, transform and evolve to their highest good in life and business. And that's been my own mantra for many, many years. And it's really me listening to my inner voice, which I choose to call God. And, and, and that's my higher purpose and higher calling. And after I was started to writing some books and then I had an audible book and um, being on various podcast shows and, and shows myself when I was promoting my book, I really enjoyed doing it. And I started thinking when I was getting this message about we're going to talk about Iggy in a little bit, the Iggy principles. Um, having a show and also being sequestered and working from home for the last year and a half to two years, I thought I'm sitting in my chair anyway, I'm working with clients virtually, how cool it would be to do this. And it really was a higher calling that to get this message out and to meet many other amazing people that either I already know, or I want to know, I thought a show would be a great way to do it. So that's how it came about just transforming to my next level. You know, when we first met, we met at a mastermind in La Jolla. Uh, California and everyone in that room was the, the success of success. I mean, the top of the top, the best of the best, some of the most wise, uh, brilliant minds in the world that, that I'd met. And, but you stood out to me that day a lot. And it was, you were taught, you actually spoke about a little bit about your book, Led to Gold. What inspired you to write that? And what's that all about? Yeah, well, Led to Gold came about after a long run as a 15-year career in the real estate business and then rising from being a, a salesperson to a manager to an executive to eventually the CEO of a very large company that Warren Buffett bought and I ran and ran into that. But I've always been intrigued by the word alchemy. I love hmm. the word alchemy. I love the book, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Yes. And in there, he talks a lot about the alchemist in the early days and the you know ancient writings could turn lead into gold. They have these formulas that really were in, inspiring people to do that. And the lead to gold also came from a version of a brick upside the head, because in 2008, after the real estate market started crashing and I was running one of the largest real estate uh, companies in the country, uh, owned by Home Services in Berkshire, I had to downsize half the company in 2008, nine, and I had to close offices and my team and I had to fire people. It was brutal. And after about closing half the company down, I actually ended up getting fired myself after 15 years of being in this company. And I had to go out and reinvent myself. So it was a brick upside the head, which I decided to follow my own internal uh, learnings and turn lead into gold. And then that led to the book of lead to gold and writing authentically about getting fired and what it means to transition and how do you reinvent and how do you uh, learn new things. And so that's how the book came about. That is, I love that. And when I think about that, there's so many of us on the way to success experience failure. But there's something about getting fired, and I've been fired. I've I've been very fortunate to pursue my destiny on my own most of the time. But 
in some of those cases of failing of starting businesses, I went and got a job. Well, I've been fired from those jobs too because <laughs> I had my own ideas and I didn't want to shut up about them. That said, that feeling of getting fired is there's there's a lot of different emotions that I experience in that process. And sometimes gathering the strength to get back up on your feet and then you have this choice. Do I pursue another job where I'm going to fall into the same situation or do I go for my dreams? For you, what was the very first emotion that you had and how long did it take for you to work out of that to make the decision to go for it? Yeah, I, that's a great question. And I have uh, processed through that a lot of time with, uh, with a lot of people over the years. And what was interesting about it is when it happened in the moment, I inter, inter, ex, uh, instantly got uh, offended. I got hurt. I got, how dare you, all within a mix of just a few minutes. And then I got excited. <laughs> Like I immediately went to within two to three minutes as I'm, you know, they're like, hey, can you sign these papers? And they're sitting down across this table. I'm like, wait a minute, what papers? What are you talking about? I've got the whole HR group coming in that I'd been working with, firing other people for months and months and months. And I knew that it didn't look good with all these separation papers on the table. And they were going to be putting the guy in under me that made half the money that I made after, you know, just how corporate sometimes works. And so I went through a myriad of emotions of shame of um, why me, of um, like feeling betrayed. And it all happened like rapidly. It was like a flash. And then I got to excitement like within two to three minutes. And I remember walking out of the door and I never signed the papers. I'm like, look, I'll have my attorneys review these. I'm not signing any papers today. But I got uh, tried to get in my car, but it was pouring rain that day. And I had a loaner car from a, a loaner company from my car place. And I didn't even have my cell phone with me or anything because they took my cell phone. They took my computer. It's like, here's your badge. You know, here's your, your gun. The sheriff's out of town. <laughs> I oh called my, my wife from a pay phone. I was like, do they even make pay phones anymore? <laughs> and, you know, and this was like 2009. I've like literally had to go to an Arco station and call my wife in the pouring rain, sopping wet. It looked like a movie scene and said, honey, are you up for a big adventure? And she's like, what happened? I'm like, well, I just got fired. And I said to her, I said, and she was in tears, bawling, what? Oh, my God. And she's like, well, and she was like, what, what do you mean? I could tell she was like not receiving this like I was. And I said, <laughs> look, in my mind, they didn't just fire a CEO. They just birthed an entrepreneur. And I said, tomorrow I'm going out and I'm starting my own company. And that was the week between Christmas. It was three days before Christmas. So between Christmas and New Year's, normally my wife and I was going on a vacation or a trip or whatever. I said, well, we're, we're canceling the cruise. We're not doing that. And I'm starting my business plan tomorrow on starting my own company. Uh, and then within two months or so, I had my own real estate company open. Wow. So did she, when you shared with her your vision and what you were going to do, did she become instantly supportive or did she try to talk you out of it? Well, my wife and I've been married 30 years. And at that point, we've been married about uh, 20, mm, 22 or 24 years, maybe. She was in her, we've talked about this numerous times. She had to process a lot more of me getting fired than I did. And she didn't realize how attached, and she had her own career and she had her own business. She's a very independent woman, but she'd become very attached to being the CEO's wife. She'd become very attached to the money I was making. She'd become very attached to the boat we had. And I went and liquidated as much as I possibly could. And what she processed herself uh, over that next year or so is her identity. She did not realize how closely it was tied to me and what I was doing, even though she had her own identity. So she went through deep depression. 
Uh, and in that depression, she actually created and birthed her own thing coming out of what she does now for her cause. She helps women with addiction and she runs women's sober living centers. But at the time, no, she was not jumping up and down for joy. She was like, um, I think maybe you should go get a, a, a job that's paying you equal or more than what you do. We can't afford this risk right now because it was in 2008, nine when everything was crashing. So the world oh, yeah. was crashing and she was like, you're going to go open a real estate company in the worst. And we had both been in real estate for like 20 years. She's like, Steve, this is one of the worst real estate markets ever. I go, what a great time to open a company. Like, you know, let's do it while it's down. So no, she was not initially supportive, but luckily with my spouse and I, 30 years, we always find ways to come around and support the person, even when we're not always fully behind it because we love each other. That is, that's inspiring to me. I've been married for a a year now officially and um but it's it's such a blessing to have a woman in your corner that you know will support you and yeah of course it's like there's obviously fear that can happen in those moments but when you rally there's something really really special about having a woman that is going to stand right by you through all of it and also support you in going for your dreams i admire that a great deal um before before we go to a break i want to ask you because there's a lot of people out there right now that are faced with situations where, you know, they have a choice. It's, you know, they may they may not want to, and I don't want to make this a political comment so much, but people are having to make choices over their health and so they're being forced to make certain decisions. So a lot of people decided, you know what, I'm going to walk away from my job. Or if I knew what to do, I would walk away from my job. What advice do you have for the people that are listening that right now, that they know that the only option they have for freedom where they want to make their own choices for their body and and that's to start their own business or to go some pursue something they've always dreamed about what yeah. advice can you give them that that is not only honest but it's also encouraging but also realistic yes well, my advice would be what your whatever your passion is or your excitement is or your enthusiasm that helps you get out of bed in the morning and light your fire. Like when you think about something, whether it's sports or entertainment or the environment or baseball or whatever it might be that, you know, it just kind of makes your, your 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 smile go up a little bit or it makes your heart go a little bit faster. I would recommend getting really, really curious about why that is and how you could potentially monetize that into a business if you already haven't figured it out. And if, if there's no other time in the world where at a time when we have a global pandemic where Mother Nature, universe, God, whatever said, hey, you don't think you can slow down. You don't think you can reinvent. You don't. Well, let me just push a pause button and do a complete reload update on your cell phone and give you a whole new software update. If this isn't the time for us to go, what is it that really makes me happy? What is it that is my soul here to do? What is my purpose? What do I want my legend to be when I finally leave this planet? And when I am going to work every day, whether it's running my own company, being in a position, uh, being a partner with someone, being an advisor, being a clerk, or wherever you might be, here's what I always tell myself. I always have a choice. I am responsible mm. for every single thing that happens in my life, and I can change my life in a day if I choose to. And in changing that, the universe conspires towards your success, just like Paulo Coelho talks about in The Alchemist and many other people, whether it's Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, many of my mentors, Brian Tracy, Marshall Goldsmith, different people we'll have on the show. 
it, it is a known fact that anything the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So my advice is if you know you coulda, woulda, shoulda, today is the day that you start and the universe will conspire to your success. You don't have to know about the why. I, I mean, you don't have to know about the how how it's going to happen. You just have to know why it makes your soul sing. And there is a way for you to monetize that in the world. And there is a way for you to make a living doing it that becomes your living, your passion and your success all combined in one environment. Oh my God. I have chills like rushing all through my body as you're saying this because, well, I mean, that's inspiring to me, but it's so true. It's so true. All right, folks, we're going to take a break really quick. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the Iggy principles. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, and we're back with the Alchemy of Business show. Uh, we have This has been awesome. I have really, really enjoyed this so far. So we're going to get right back into it. But thank you for your patience as we took a quick break and reintroducing the real host of the Alchemy of Business, Steve Rogers. Hey, Hello, Josh. Steve. Good to be back. Thank you. Good so, conversation. Let's carry it on. Good work. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm enjoying the heck out of this. So one of the things that has really inspired me is... I've been able to learn a little bit about Iggy principles on my own, just checking out uh, the work that you've done. And what a, an amazing concept, an idea, a way of life. I, I don't even really know how to describe it, but when I first read it, it just knocked me on my seat. It was, uh, it's so inspiring, so moving, and it's a life-changing concept. Can you explain the Iggy principles, which you actually wrote a book about? Yeah, thank you for that. It, it's been something that's been in my soul and mind since I, in my early days, followed Wayne Dyer. I've had mentors and guides my my whole uh, young adult life and now my older adult life where I've had coaches and mentors and authors and people that I followed. And I hope to have many of those on the show. Unfortunately, Wayne Dyer has passed and I would love to have had him on my show. What a highlight. But Wayne Dyer talked a lot about spirituality and he also talked a lot about ego. And when I was in my late 20s uh, or so, his definition of ego that, that in, in his book was very simple. It's when you are edging God out, you're an ego. Or if you don't like the God word, he would say edging goodness out or edging good out. And I'm like, whoa, because uh, I knew I was in my ego climbing my career ladder. And I thought, God, I've got to remind myself every moment of every day to stay as much as I can out of ego and to stay in the opposite of that essence, which is what? And I go, that would be inviting God in or IGI. And I thought, oh. Iggy, Iggy. I'm either an ego or I'm Iggy. So for myself, like 15 or so years ago, I just started mentally writing down and physically saying, and in my mind saying, when I was in any situation, am I coming from ego or Iggy? And over wow. the years of my own training with other mentors and coaching and my own programs, I started writing down what were the Iggy principles. And for me, those were things about like acceptance and forgiveness and paying it forward and servant leadership. And so, yeah, in the last, uh, I had been planning on writing a book for quite a few years about Iggy, and I had different hurdles and re different procrastinations, and I didn't, and I finally got bold enough to write it, and it is a spiritual leadership book, and it's called The Iggy Principles, and it is to help others 
find their own path of their own definition of their own spirituality. Maybe they're clear about it. Maybe they're not. Everyone has a different description of what that looks like. Maybe it's religious. Maybe it's religious and spiritual. Maybe it's just spiritual. Maybe it's just mother nature. Maybe it's atheist. I'm not sure. But here's what I do know. Every single person that I've ever spoken to on the planet believes in something higher than themselves, even if they don't call it God. Some people call it love. Some people call it family. Some people call it mother nature. So to me, that's your spirituality then. How can you spend more time in that to nurture that energy, pulling that into your business and your everyday life? So Iggy is about what's your Iggy and then finding your own Iggy principles in your life and work. It sounds very, well, spiritually intelligent, the the concept of it. What is the biggest difference? And I, one of the most life-changing work courses, groups, whatever, disciplines, I guess it was probably the most appropriate thing to call it, but learning emotional intelligence and really diving in heavily to those trainings. It was a very life-changing thing for me, even though I didn't necessarily believe and accept all of it. Foundationally, it was something that was very, very important to me to elevate me, to help me build a foundation to launch off of. That said, the more I got to know about EQ, I kept finding out about spiritual intelligence. So this concept so- sounds very spiritually intelligent. And But for you, what's the biggest difference and why is spiritual intelligence so important to you? Well, for me, you know, the, this study of uh, ourselves, of why am I here? What makes my mm-hmm. pick? What's my purpose? How do I connect in other human human relationships in my life? I've always been a seeker about growth. And you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have written a lot about IQ and you know what's your IQ and your intelligence. And you think of Einstein and you think of you know Elon Musk and you think of other people that are just brilliant in their own right. And then you think about well, some people have IQ and they don't have EQ. This emotional intelligence piece. Um, And that got studied for a long time. Tons of books written about that. All these personality surveys came out about what type of personality style you are and, you know, whether you're in the disc or you're in some other format that these person, which all are very fascinating. And then in this current day we're in, there's so much about artificial intelligence. As technology has evolved, AI or artificial intelligence is in almost all that we're doing. It's in our phones, it's in our computers, it's in our healthcare check and balance system. So artificial intelligence is something that people get. So the thing that I thought was lacking is this concept of SQ or spiritual intelligence, which really is the smartest computer that's ever been developed of the mother nature of universe, which again, I choose to call God. Some people call it something else. And what I think that is happening on the planet is as technology is advancing with all these virtual opportunities of AI and understanding how intelligence works, that there is this formula to life that spiritual intelligence is being bold enough to tap into that more often of realizing that just as important as in your company about with your employees or others knowing what their IQ is, their EQ, how your AI is working within your computer systems or your products, or your services, what is your culture and your environment for your SQ in your own life, in the vibration of how you bring that to your company and your employees and ultimately to uh, other customers and then the world. To me, that is the most important intelligence of all because that is in all things. To me, the Mm. definition of God is just simply the sum of all that is. And that's how I define God. God is just the sum of all that is. And that is spiritual intelligence. That's powerful. I I heard one time um, 
and whether people believe in the devil or the enemy or whatever obstacle that's trying to derail your success, like the noise in your brain, whatever you want to call the opposing factor that's opposite of God. I heard this one time um, and it really stuck with me. The enemy, or they were referring to the devil, but the enemy, it doesn't have to break your legs. All it needs to do is distract you. And to what you were saying about with all of the technology that's available in AI, what's happened is now we have information overload. We have more content than we do anything yeah. nowadays. And just technology is everywhere to this point where we can't, it, it's almost impossible to avoid the news. It's almost impossible to, to avoid information unless if we turn off our TV, unplug our Wi-Fi and everything else. But also with that, was the, the, the faster technology progresses, the further we get from God because of the distractions. Like we are not able to connect if we're distracted. And so this discipline of spiritual intelligence seems to me to be a really important path to follow. So you're, you're I know it's part of Iggy, but this is going to be a big part of the show, correct? Yeah, the, the part of the show's purpose for the alchemy of business is helping all of us to find ways to make wiser decisions, find ways to make greater profits in your, your own work or your businesses. And profit's not just profit money. It is because if you don't have money, the world doesn't go around and what you want to create. But it's about abundance and balance of life of some of the things you were talking about earlier. And then the, fine, the final one is higher purpose. And, high, mm. and what your higher purpose is. So all the guests I'll be having on the show are in their own rights, elite in something they've accomplished, whether it's CEOs, entrepreneurs, athletes, monks, uh, technologists, but they will only be on the show and I'll only be intrigued in speaking to them if they also are talking about what they're doing in the world to make a difference in a positive Amen. way. And what is their own SQ and what's their own Iggy and how are they expressing that in their own life in their own unique way, not my way, but their way. So the show will be talking about business. It'll be talking about how to scale and grow businesses, create businesses, be better employees within the companies you are. And then in your family's relationships and community, uh, I, I have something I have called the four B's, which is having a daily report card on yourself about your body, your being, your bonds, and your business. And so we'll be getting into the four Bs and how on a daily basis can you take inventory to make sure those things are growing and flourishing and balancing out in, in your work and your life and in all that you do. I love it. I have a challenging question for you. Yeah. Um, what is the most, well, challenging, uh, even traumatic rough experience that you when you once you experience it you hated it it was like it was the worst thing imaginable that turned out to be the greatest blessing of your life uh the that would be uh overcoming my alcohol addiction oh and that was pretty traumatic to the point that the I was still a functioning alcoholic. I was still climbing the corporate ladder. I still put on the suit and tie every day and I still went out and made money and uh, was getting all the awards. But I was also drinking like a fish every night um, and waking up the next day more hungover, more hungover, more hungover. And I guess the, the most traumatic thing of, the, of that leading up to something's got to change was my 14-year-old daughter, who's now 30 six, uh, by the time 14, uh, I came home uh, one night and every single alcohol bottle in the house 
was emptied out in a laundry basket in the middle of my kitchen uh, uh, counters. And the, that's when you had phone books and yellow pages. That's how long back this goes. And the book was open to the yellow pages and it was circled with AA, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and a big note next that said, you need help. And I was just, it's like, wow. I mean, this is way more harming and obvious and damaging than I had ever thought. And the next day I went out and, and got help and I joined a program and uh, had an outpatient program and went to AA and I never had to drink again. Wow. That is, oh, again, you've given me chills. Um, that, um, I, we, we, uh, we have, I mean, alcohol wasn't my thing. It was drugs, but um, you know, I, I, how it affected my family as well. But one of the things that I, I can honestly say, all of those bad, horrible, evil, screwed up, messed up situations, it's amazing how we, are, we still get an opportunity. I mean, those of us that are blessed to, we do get another chance um, to, to do things over in some cases and also the opportunity to make some things right. Yeah, absolutely. So I, Absolutely. I agree with you. And I know you have your own path and I'm going to have you back on my show when I'm interviewing you fully. And we're going to be talking about your journey because I want to learn even more about that than I already know. But you have an astonishing story of overcoming obstacles and, and, and turning your own Iggy into your own higher power. Uh, and that for like you, that traumatic experience, not only for me, but now apparently at the time, my daughter, which I thought she was only on the peripheral but clearly there was more major collateral damage with her than I ever anticipated. But that led to one of the biggest blessings in my life. So that horrific experience led to me eventually uh, becoming a very grateful recovering alcoholic and uh, never having a drink again, the opening that that opened in my life to create what I have now created with uh, learning more about myself, contributing, writing books, traveling the world before COVID and speaking, uh, helping other entrepreneurs, learning from other people, that would have never come about had I not had that brick upside the head moment and that led to gold experience that was generated from my, not just my daughter, but she was the catalyst. And yeah. sometimes we hurt the people we love the most, even though we don't mean to, but That's addiction true. is a powerful thing. And that dark and light uh, that we were talking about earlier is in all of us. And there's no human being that has ever existed or will ever exist on this planet that doesn't have that yin and yang of the pull of the dark and light. Uh, and since I believe that God is the sum of all that is, I also believe God's energy is part of that darkness that needs to be there to make the light shine, just like the tides uh, come in and out of the ocean and the moon and the sun have to have this, this gravity pull on each other and the way the universe works. That is necessary to com complete not only God's experience of how the universe is built and works, but also us as human beings. So I've learned to make friends with my darkness and also know that my light has to drive the ship and drive the car and always oversee the Iggy over ego. Th that, again, inspiring. Now, one of the things that I have learned about you, um, not only have I just been able to see in my own personal experience, but you have some very inspiring, successful, brilliant, uh, one-of-a-kind friends, and you have a collection of them, <laughs> a collection of one-of-a-kind friends, but with that said, who who in this world has had the greatest impact on your life that every time you think of them, there's just something about that thought that moves you? Yeah, that's a great question. And there's so many people with that. 
I would really have to come back and say, of all the mentors that I have met, and I've met many of them and been inspired by so many people and lucky to call them my friends um, over the years, and some of them will be on the show, is I really have to go back to, you know, kind of like when people are at the Academy Awards and they're up there getting other stuff and who are they thanking but their mom and dad? Um, you know, I have to go back and just think of that origin. I mean, I moved out of my house when I was 17 years old because I butted heads with my dad so much and he was a heavy military guy of, this is my house, these are my rules, get out. But over the years, my dad and my mom, who've been married for, you know, 65, I think, years, um, have been the constant of making me always know true north, of making mm. me always know goodness, of making me always understand what I strive for, even though they've had their struggles and triumphs, to have someone, uh, them as an example of that unit, of the family unit, and also of a commitment to each other and their own faith. They're very, very strict Catholic, and they believe in it, and they believe it wholeheartedly, and power to them. I love them for it. It's not what I any longer personally believe, but that foundation of the importance of having higher consciousness and higher belief in something and following the principles of that has been a, one of the biggest blessings. And my dad now has become one of my biggest mentors in my last decades, where I looked at him as an adversary before. He now is just a sweet blessing of a soul that has just blessed my life. Oh, man, I love hearing that. That's fantastic. So what would you say your primary purpose, like your primary purpose in life is? Like you do so much and you do so many cool things and and you're all and you're willing to stretch yourself to try new things because I I don't you didn't say this, but I would imagine the the, the supernatural power of curiosity has gripped you a little bit. But that said, what is your primary purpose on this planet? Yeah, and that's a great question. And I, my, my primary purpose is to strengthen my relationship with my higher power that I call God. It's the most important relationship in an intimate level that I have on the planet, above my wife, above my kids, above anything else in the world. And my wife understands this and gets it. And to really find ways to channel that in a very neutral way so that others can have these kinds of conversations about spirituality and that this essence, so my purpose is to not bring my beliefs to others to believe what I believe. What my purpose on the planet is, is to evolve my own higher understanding of my higher consciousness with my God relationship and spark the conversation so that I am a catalyst for conversations of the importance of spirituality in life and business. That's my purpose, period. That, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I mean, that is awesome. And that, so, and that gets done through then. One of the people that I love is uh, Vishen uh, Lakani, who runs a, a company named Mind Valley. Uh, and he recently wrote a book about the same time I came out called Buddha and the Badass. And Buddha and the Badass talks a lot about what we're talking about is in the expression of this spiritualness that I have and I believe so passionately about, the only way that it can show up in the world is through your work through your, your things that you do, through True. your art, through the way you show up and help uh, be giving to others. So that means successful businesses. That means new entrepreneurial products. That means new platforms that don't exist that are going to better the world. So yes, I love business. I love helping people make money. I love new cool things that, it, that can be technology connecting with higher purpose and meeting and not distracting us as much, but also engaging us more. So this thing that I do to get better in my business acumen 
to also connect my SQ to help other entrepreneurs, business leaders, and people that want to transition out of what they're doing to something else is the essence of what that exists. So I'm going to continue to be curious. I'm going to continue to start. And I sit on a few different boards of a few different cool new startups that are happening. So I will continue to do that. And at the end of the day, here's the deal. People want to learn how to make more money. They want to learn how to be happier. They want to learn how to be skinnier. They want to learn how to be more in love. They want to learn how to have better sex. They want to learn how to make sure their kids are happy. And that's all practical human things that all of us want. And all of that is also an expression of spirituality. If it is. you come at it as an angle of looking at it, that at is also SQ in how you approach and live it and do it. Yeah, because people can see the God in you. I mean, not to be controversial, because that is a controversial statement. But really, I believe that God is inside of us. It's a personal belief. But and we are an expression of that. And and when you when you're living in the way that you're speaking about and what this show is going to teach people, not just through you, but through the, your guest. Like it's going to radiate that. And we live in a world right now where we don't know who to trust, what to trust or anything like that. However, when you see somebody that's living out their Iggy, I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> but they're living that out and they're living this path that you speak about. People are going to have a hard time not being drawn to you because ultimately the way that you're talking about living Sounds like the blueprint for success in all areas of life. And I love that. And I can't wait uh, to see all the episodes ahead. But with that said, this has been one of the, I've just really enjoyed this. One, getting to know you more, but getting to, to know a little bit more about what you're about has, has touched me. So, and I, and I can't wait for this season ahead, the very first season of the Alchemy of Business show. So where can people learn more about Steve Rogers at, outside of the show? Yeah, I've got the uh, the old traditional websites and social media, but the easiest way is probably go to thealchemyadvisors.com. And we have a, a, a separate tab there that's going to have the pad, podcast show on it. We're also developing a new podcast website that'll be out within a few weeks. And then cool. I have my own personal site, which is steverogers.net. We'll put all these in the show notes. And then on each of those sites, you can click on my social icons. I'm on the, the Facebook, the Twitters, the LinkedIn's of the world. And these vehicles that are out there, these technology platforms, they can be uh, zapping your energy sometimes to get caught up in them. But I choose to use them in a way that carry these messages forward. You'll find on my stuff that it's a lot of inspirational quotes. It's yeah. uh, making features of other leaders, men and women who are doing cool things in the world and doing their own Iggy. Uh, it's highlighting other cool uh, organizations in the world that are doing some good stuff, whether it's in India or China or San Diego or Tennessee. Uh, so the, this uh, way to connect with me is there. And this podcast show will be every week. It's uh, obviously a, a video podcast show. If you're watching on video or, or streaming TV, you'll see that. But if you just want to listen in and we'll be having all different types of guests, we'll be taking requests for guests. And we will be going through my, um, my uh, database of people that I know which is a pretty big list of people that have been blessed to meet over the years, either being <laughs> running companies or being a CEO or having them speak on stages in my company, or there are people that I don't know that I desperately want to learn more about. And my goal is to reach out to them and, and request and hope that they'll agree to be on the show. Uh, so I get to meet them as everyone else will be meeting them as well. That's incredible. Yeah. And the E360 app, just so the audience knows, all you have to do, you go to your smart TVs, and search for the E360 TV app and you'll be able to find 
the Alchemy of Business show there. And of course, you're going to be on every podcast network as well too, right? Yes. Well, I believe that when once a distribution happens, we're going to be on 50 or 60 different, <coughs> excuse me, 50 or 60 different distribution vehicles are going to be on some AMFN stations. We're going to be on cool. iTunes and Stitcher and, um, you know, iHeartRadio and, uh, you know, Facebook Live and LinkedIn Live and the E360 TV. So, yeah, we're going to be in different places, which is which is fun. I mean, it's going to be fun to get the message out and hopefully help other people get their message out because part of having the show go forward is other people are doing such great things in the world. And I want to also offer one other platform that they can come in and maybe talk about these things in a more deep level that they don't normally talk about. Uh, maybe they're a COO, maybe they are a uh, sales manager, maybe they are a teacher, maybe they are a, a phenomenal stay-at-home mom or dad. And having sometimes those on to have a platform to dig deeper into what is their um, outlook on life right now in ways that keep them inspired in the challenge of big obstacles in our face as a global world, as a society, and as families. I mean, and so having that stuff on to have them come on and inspire me with these topics, um, I think it will be something that hopefully they're drawn to. And I know that I will be drawn to hearing their stories. Uh, and hopefully these platforms, depending on how people want to connect, whether it's video or audio or any of these forums will draw different audiences so that this can go viral. I mean, the, the, you know, when people talk about something going viral on social media, again, spiritual intelligence and one wink from God, higher universe energy, the, the viralness of love or communication or truth going viral can happen before there was ever social media in the first place. Uh, you know, truth and love and honesty and doing goodness has been around since the first viral uh, expression of goodness since the beginning of man and woman. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have a way now to carry it forward. It's absolutely beautiful. Steve, I've been honored uh, to have this opportunity to to host your show, introducing you. Um, but I'll never forget this experience, and I'm looking forward to this upcoming season and everything that's to come from that. Well, thank you, Joshua. You've been a great host, and I'm going to have you come back. We'll do a fun co-host show together. And like I said, I'm going to have you back on as one of my guests. So, We'll let the audience know when they can come back and have me turn the mic back on you on my show uh, to turn over to you to, to have this guest seat. So it'll be fun. So thank you for being such a, a gracious host and for all your support and uh, for you and your wife, Jessica, who are doing great work uh, for me on my promotion and my show and the, and, the, and the great gifts that you guys do in your own Iggy. So it's been a real treat. So I'm really honored and appreciative. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. And that concludes this episode of The Alchemy of Business with your host, Steve Rogers. If you found value in today's broadcast, please consider liking, subscribing, sharing with friends, and leaving a review. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next Thursday for another episode. Be blessed and see you soon.